before you go home today. We've been sharing with you out of the book of Hebrews and lessons of faith in the lives of men from Hebrews 13, 7 that says, Whose faith follow? And in the 11th chapter of Hebrews, verse 4 identifies for us the kind of faith that Abel had to worship God. Hebrews 11, 4. Obviously, I'm not going to have the time to develop a full message to give you today. But we do need to share together the beauty of worship. Psalm 33 says, praise is comely to the upright. The most beautiful garment the believer has is the garment of praise. And when there's cynicism and criticism, it's just the opposite. That's the devil's language. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon his church, they began on the day of Pentecost filled with the Spirit of God to speak the wonderful works of God. And those anointed and inspired by Pentecost will have a tongue that will speak the praises of the Lord, the wonderful works of God. Acts chapter 10, when Cornelius' household were visited by the power of the Lord, it says they spoke with tongues and magnified God. And so an evidence that a person is spirit-filled is that, it, it, that their language is sanctified, their language is empowered by the Spirit of the living God to give praise and glory to Him. Psalm 147 says that it is, it is a beautiful thing. Praise is pleasant and praise is comely. And so in this fourth verse, by faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. So we see the contrast first. We can see in this also the conviction. Because if you are familiar with the first few chapters of the Bible, you know that Cain was so enraged by his brother's acceptance and his rejection that he slew him. You will know today that that same spirit has continued to survive the ages. Six thousand years at least of time has passed since brother against brother and they were from the same church. They were worshiping God. These were not irreligious boys. They were religious. They both offered acts of worship. They both brought offerings to God. Cain brought the fruit of the ground. The ground in the previous chapter had been cursed by the Lord. Cursed shall be the ground for thy sake, and the fruit of the ground would bear its curse. Offering to God according to his own design. What makes the difference between worshipers? What's the element that separates acceptable worship from unacceptable worship? I think it's in the first few words of this passage, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice. It was not a comparison of offering to offering or person to person, but heart to heart. One was offered in faith, one was devoid of faith. 
we've already touched the fact that faith doesn't just stand on its own, but faith is a response to God's word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So my faith is a response to what God has said. That being the basis, then we must know that God had spoken to Adam and his sons how he could be approached and how there could be fellowship restored between man and God. The message of that has not changed. For Abel, being dead, yet speaks. He has a message for this generation. He has a message for this moment, for this church. As I thought of this text this morning, driving to church at 6.30, I picked up Pastor Keith and turned on PITFM, and there was the familiar voice of J. Vernon McGee. Those of you who know, he's been promoted to glory for a while. Uh, Becky and I were driving somewhere just the other day, and uh, late in the afternoon, and uh, had word radio on. There was his voice. I thought, well, I've heard this. I switched it over to PIT. There he was again, uh, the same, uh, same time, different stations, but he being dead yet speaks. And so this passage we know before the advent of cassette tapes and recorded messages, but the truth of what he had to say still is very powerful and evident for us. There is a message from Abel to the church of Jesus Christ, and that is you can be saved and know it. Because he received the witness that he was righteous, being commended by God. Would you notice that with me in that fourth verse? By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by the which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. By it. He being dead yet speaks. What does he say? You can be saved and know it. How many are saved and you know you're saved today? Let me see your hand. You know you're saved. How do you know? How do you know? Well, God is the only one who can tell you that. God is the only one who can bear witness. Only one who can commend you to himself. It won't be what someone else says to you. But it is what God has to say that lets us know His Spirit, of course, bears witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. There is a, uh, there's a very subjective feeling and knowledge that I appreciate. But there are times that that subjective knowledge betrayed me. There are times I don't feel that. And I'm not saved because... I don't feel that. But I'm saved because God says I'm saved. I am saved because I have received from the Lord the commendation that he was righteous. And you see, there are only two types of people in this room today, righteous and unrighteous. Oh, we've all been worshipers. But Jesus talked about a church service where two men in the same pew, in the same church, one a Pharisee, one a publican, both of them in the same service. One went home justified, the other went home condemned. And there's a positive negative in this passage too. Cain also offered a sacrifice 
He came as a worshiper to God. But Jude, there's one chapter, verse 7, says, Don't follow or woe unto them who follow in the way of Cain. You don't follow some people's faith. But there are others whose faith you can follow. Faith to worship God. You see, as important as prayer is, prayer is not worship. As important as thanksgiving is, thanksgiving is not worship. Someone has said that prayer is being taken up with our needs. Thanksgiving is being taken up with our blessings. Worship is being taken up with God. Just meeting with Him, being taken up and lost in His presence, lifting our eyes and looking into the face of our Lord and just simply loving Him for who He is. I wonder, are you a worshiper? Not just Sunday morning now, between the hours of 10.30 and 11. Not that half-hour stretch where we all sing choruses together. But during the routine of our lives, that every day, all day long, we can fall in love with Him over and over and over again. When we can be in His presence where words are not necessary, and our heart and His heart beat together, and we love Him for who He is. When we can fulfill that first and great commandment to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind and our strength, this is the great commandment. I think it's the primary thing that we do as believers. Worship God. Witness comes in its course, but I believe first of all God calls us to be worshipers. And of all the other illustrations of faith, waiting for Him, walking with Him, I believe worshiping Him is the very first thing God calls us to do. And I just want to plant that seed in your heart that throughout the afternoon and throughout the week ahead of us, let that be the first thing you do. And I've been practicing this, just going to my place of prayer and saying, Lord, I'm not going to ask for anything yet. just want to sit with you a while. just want to be with you a while. just want you to know I love you with all my heart. just want you to know I'm delighted to have you as my Savior. And there's none like you. And it's amazing the sense of his presence. That I've missed at times when I rushed right in with my shopping list and gave the Lord his orders for the day. Said an amen and was on my way. Say church, it's so much better when you've got a relationship. You see, God's sick and tired of religion. But he sure delights in worship. How many of us don't appreciate someone saying, I sure do love you. And you know when they're saying it, they don't have any other motivation except to communicate the fact of that. 
whether that's children in your home, brothers and sisters in the family of God, there's just something that happens in your spirit when that communication takes place. Oh, hallelujah. Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. What makes one sacrifice different than the other is faith. Obeying the word of God. Living a life of obedience to the truth. That makes it acceptable. You see, God's not impressed with the size of our offering or the volume of our offering. Sometimes we think if we can just raise the decibels to a, to a certain level, then that makes it acceptable. Somehow God just loves volume. And there's nothing wrong with volume if it is an expression of my very being to the being of the heart of God. But oh, don't ever substitute emotion for obedience. Church, listen to me. Your feeling good is not equivalent to being good. And I'm afraid that many Christians get into the routine of thinking because I have found an emotional release and I feel good that I am good. If you haven't repented and if you're not living in obedience, your offering is not acceptable to God. An emotional response can be an offering of Cain. It can be the fruit of the ground. It can be the best you have to offer. But it's not acceptable without faith. And faith is obedience to the Word of God. It's doing what God says do. It's not the size of the gift. It's not the volume of the gift. was religious he went through the motions of an offering God said no way there's always going to be animosity between carnal worshipers and spiritual worshipers now that's the message that transcends 6,000 years to this moment there is always going to be resentment and animosity between Cain and Abel. Who do you think crucified Christ? It was the religious crowd. It was not the world. It was his own people who had the doctorates and they were the custodians of the word. They were the custodians of the law. They could quote it. They could read it. They could interpret it. But they weren't living it. The living word standing in their midst. And they said, this has to be the devil. What he's doing, he's doing by the prince of Beelzebub. Seeing him delivering demonic people held hostage and captive. And refused the truth. There's always been animosity between those who 
offer Cain's sacrifice and Abel. Abel is a prophet of God. Jesus said in Luke's gospel, I want you to know that the blood of all the prophets have spoken the same thing, beginning with Abel to Zacharias. Jesus identified Abel as a prophet. He was not just a son of Adam. He was a prophet. He was preaching a message, the same salvation message that every gospel preacher has ever preached, and that is salvation is only through faith in Jesus Christ. Faith brings us into relationship with God. We are saved by grace through faith, believing God's word. I'm saved and I know it because God says so. And I'm glad for the subjective feeling that I get from time to time. But I know I'm saved today because I have come according to the word of God. As our brother has said, receive him. Confess your sin. Invite him to be your Savior and Lord. Turn your life over to him. And he saves us. Father, I pray that these thoughts will be received into our heart today. Make us worshipers. Father, I pray that not one of us would be content to follow the way it came, whose offering was the best he could give, but devoid of faith. I pray, Father, that we would follow the example of Abel, who received commendation from God that he was righteous. Lord, that is the most important thing in all the world to us here this morning. Is what does God think of us? Where do we stand with him? What's his word about us? And to Cain, he employed him and said, Cain, why are you upset? If you do right, won't you be accepted? If you do the right thing, if you come according to my word, surely you'll be accepted. But instead of doing that, he allowed the bitterness, the cynicism to grow until it brought him to murder and envy, covetousness, violence, and all the loneliness as he was expelled from among men and wandered through life, as so many do, missing the essence of it, missing what he could have had had he come God's way. For God said, if you do right, Cain, you'll be accepted. And I pray that you'll help us this morning in this room to appreciate that fact as well. There's no alternative ways to salvation. It's a narrow way. Jesus said, I am the way. Not a way, but the way, the truth. Not a truth, but the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved. And so we declare that Jesus is the only acceptable way to God. Faith in him makes our offering, our life acceptable. While every head is bowed and eyes are closed this morning, let me ask you in this room,